<laughs> What's going on, brother? Did you do all the required watching for this week? I did not. You son of a bitch. What didn't you do? What's going on, brother? The only thing I didn't watch was Sean, and I've seen that a million times. I just I didn't have time you, to get to I almost didn't watch it today, but like, I'm glad I did because it was such a refreshing watch. It, oh, really? it, I probably watched it like six months ago, but uh, since you threw Oaksha in there this week, I wasn't—I just didn't have the time to do another one. Totally, I literally, totally. yeah, I just finished Oaksha like ten minutes ago. So I'll tell you what—I got burning on Daredevil, and I just could not stop. I fucking—I hate binge watching, but I suppose every now and then I can succeed to it because every episode was hooking me. So. I just couldn't get away. Yeah. So, but you got through uh, everything? I did. Do you want to talk some news quick first? Yeah, what you got? Uh, well, we heard there was that story about the accountant 2 becoming a thing again. Uh, I'm super stoked. I think we both liked it last year, so more Affleck, more... Killer Affleck, I guess? It was the better of the Batman movies last year, for sure. It was the best uh, superhero with autism movie I saw, for sure. I wasn't going to go that far. You're a bad person. That's what that movie is! I mean, it is, That's but almost... I mean, it's still weird to say. It's 100% him using autism as superpower, and then his other autistic friend is Oracle. Like, it's just... <laughs> it's a better Matrix than the Matrix and a better Batman than Batman vs. Superman. Whoa, we're shitting on the Matrix now? Uh, the later movies. I mean, definitely when the Oracle came into play. Okay, there we go. I thought you were talking shit about the first movie, and I was about to end no, the podcast. No, the first one's phenomenal. first one's phenomenal. Those other two are a real mess. Yeah, there's well, stuff to like in them. They're what you would they, call a tight ship, though. Yes, they are the movie equivalent of our show. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, so we have that. Um, Game of Thrones is fucking close again. And I'm so upset because I believe we'll be watching the fucking new season with this show, too. I don't want to. I really don't. Uh, but yeah, for some reason... No. We had uh, we had a lengthy phone text exchange, probably an hour of you just screaming about how you're done and fuck the show and me trying to get you back. So, Yay. Real talk right there. I really didn't want to come back, and I was tearing everything I could apart that show. Like one of the showrunners run the screenplay for Wolverine Origins and, like, fucking all this other shit. I was just using anything I could, and finally I just gave up because Transformers beat me down so fucking much last week. Sorry, that it's, you just... It's, it's the, uh, like, all the Transformer movies have taken place within this week, of, like, over the last years. So, like, I'm just going through Facebook posts and it's, like, all these, like, Transformers, like, oh, going to see the first one a couple times, and going to see the second one, and, like, it finally hit that fourth one, where I just fucking wrote the whole series off, and now that Unicron's around, I'm just like, fuck everything. 
was a good whole half a week that I was just pissed off at the world. Yeah, it's good, but that gets you back into Game of Thrones. So are you going to, you, you got to get cool from last season, right? Uh, yeah, I think I made it halfway through, but I think I'll probably just rewatch him just to get myself pissed off at the series again. Yeah. Those first five, five episodes really pissed me off, so we'll see. Um, it's just, for, for anyone who's a fan of us screaming at each other, it's going to get it on a weekly basis now, so. <laughs> it's going to be full-blown, because Luke did this with me the sixth season of Lost 2. Like, I'd call every week and be super pissed off, and be like, ah, nah, things are cool, things are cool. I'm like, no. Motherfuckers sat in a raft 100 feet out from the fucking shore while they got shot at. The show doesn't make any fucking sense anymore. There's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> Until the showrunners prove to me that they know what the fuck they're doing and it's not just a wild waste of time. Because now I guess I'm fucking committed and I'm going to waste 25 more hours of my goddamn life on this show. Possibly more. Uh, it came, um, they did their annual con, or their first con for an annual, whatever, there was a Game of Thrones con just last week, I think. And um, I think it was the composer for the show said that season eight, which will be the last season, that every episode is probably going to be feature film length. They're talking like 82 minutes. Yeah. You said it would probably be longer, and I just didn't want to accept it. And hearing that, I really don't want to accept it. I can't imagine that fucking show just stretching it out and just being more of a pain on the goddamn side. They're literally not stretching it out. They're finishing storylines. They're being like, yeah, but they could have just added episodes and just been like, yeah, we're going to have 10 fucking episodes each season like we did from the start and not this pass ass hat fucking bullshit. But just... They're able to put more budget into less episodes. It'll get you bigger. It's going to be better. There's going to be dragons. And it's going to be fucking shit up. Those dragons better fucking rock the fucking house for a solid three episodes each season. And none of them better die. I swear to God, if they kill them off like the fucking direwolves, I'm just going to fucking, I'll riot. I will call I hope they kill me in the first episode. Just like a meteor hits him out of nowhere. Is Ghost still alive in the show? Yeah. I don't think they've killed him or Nym- Nymeria, right? Nymeria ran away and you haven't seen her since. All the other ones are dead. Fucking bullshit. Just fucking... Ugh! I, I, really I, I think out. Ghost... The actual, like, wolf that played Ghost died in real life, though, so technically I think they're all dead. Sure. Uh, did you see the X-Men plot points? I did not. Where did you see that? Uh, there was some exclusive uh, leak late, late today. Um, basically came over that they're going to Genishwa? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Genosha? That's the one. Uh, uh, also, that Magneto has, like, a cult following type armor, and they think that he's going to be leading the Acolytes. I don't think I'm saying that. Why? They're doing Dark Phoenix. Why are they doing this? They think that Magneto is going to be the one to trigger her Dark Phoenix. 
also there's some space in there too and like i heard that i was like oh man this is gonna be a shit show just like apocalypse was well i did hear that they they're trying to cast jessica chastain as lilandra so they're obviously doing she are so they're doing space um all i want all i want is fucking star jammers i just want fucking Goddamn Scott Summer's dad to roll in with a pirate mustache and being like, let's go to space, son. Let's have fun. Back up. What? What? Cyclops is dad? Cyclops' dad is a space pirate. Get the fuck he out leads, of here. He leads the Star Jammers. He's got an earring, a fucking like bandana sash, and a sweet stash. Listen, I'm fucking in for that. You show me that movie, I'm fucking in. 100%. And he's straight up fucking a cat alien the whole time. <laughs> I'm in. I'm sold. Make that fucking movie, Fox. God damn it. Yeah, it we're at 100%. Deadpool, I, I, guess? Watch that. I don't know. Uh, I watch that over any. Man, I want that so bad. Um, and then Tom Holland uh, apparently wants the Clone Saga. Fuck that kid. Fuck him. <laughs> I was so blown away because you texted me that and all it said was no. And I was like, yikes. Too. Like, I feel like they build you up so much for Spider Man. They're like, here's everything you wanted. And then, like, the back end, the week leading into the movie, they're like, listen. Shit might get real awful afterwards, but you're gonna get one movie? Yeah, because they're still fucking fighting about fucking Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige are still fighting over what's canon in the MCU. Every time we turn around, they're saying something different. They're straight up like, what was it? Uh, I sent you a link. I can't even remember it, though. They're saying they're trying to spin off two more villain movies? What, uh, a Mysterio and a Craven movie? Like, what the yep. fuck? No, you can't do that with Spider-Man. Uh, something else. That's something else. That said, early reviews have been coming out that Homecoming's just amazing. So, uh, Also, did you see the news that they won't let uh, Holland read Infinity War? He's, they're already filming Infinity War. But they're not... They're not letting him have the full script because he's awful at interviews and he's just fucking saying random shit. I fucking well, died. I was like, yeah, he's a fucking kid. I mean. Well, yeah, and he also was like, let's do the clone saga. Yeah, obviously he's not trusted to say anything. <laughs> but, like, you get every script that even came close to him away from him. Uh, I did see they, they announced that... Uh, the whatever the sequel is going to be to Homecoming is going to take place immediately after Avengers Four and whatever happens in it. Well, I guess that means Spider Man lives through it. Well, no, no shit, they're not going to kill him. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? I mean, well, I guess he could still die, but they could they have the gems to bring him back. That would be a fucking great just fuck you if like. They, that's why they're hiding the scripts and everything. It's because, like, just big fuck you to Sony. They got him back and killed him immediately. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. And they fucking just bring in Tom Hardy's Venom, and he's just flipping off the camera for a solid minute, but they kill him off, too. 
with Carnage, and then they kill him off in a minute later. Blowing up that universe. Just being just like fuck your characters. And he has voodoo dolls for like the X Men, and he's just stabbing them. (laughs) Give us our rights back. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to see from the Infinity War. Uh, I think it was just like a couple days ago. Fox announced they're taking like six spots for Marvel movies next in the next year or whatever. So basically, it sounds like they're jettisoning more X Men at us, just more and more. Oh, it's gonna be something. Well, I mean, next year's got three movies, doesn't it? New Mutants, Dark Phoenix, and Deadpool two. So then they're planning on three more in 19? Yeah, they announced like six more dates. Like, and it's got to be sequels to all of those. It's just, it's ridiculous. Six more more dates on top of the three they announced? Yeah. Yikes. And there isn't no way uh, that... uh, Unless you get Space Jammers. Yeah, give me a Space Jammers movie. (laughs) Star Jammers, God damn it! not Space Jammers, that's, that's Michael Jordan. I mean, it's... Long stars. Could you imagine if fucking Michael Jordan leads that crew? Yeah, and Bill Murray has to play basketball against them. <laughs> that's how the Dark Phoenix is defeated. I'd watch that movie a hundred times. I would too, it's going to be better than what we get. Oh, it's going to be real bad what we get, so. Shall we get into the show? I think it's all yeah, that's all the news I had. The Daredevil. Oh, sorry, the Daredevil. Yeah, it looks real good. Um, So if you missed last if you missed last week's, we watched first half. This is the second half, episode seven through thirteen. For some reason, my math was just fucking awful, and I was like, oh, only five episodes, and like got to the (laughs) number eleven. I was like, fuck. Shit, there's two more, and then stuck to birth through those two. Real yeah, but thing. number eleven, that, that was that was probably about your favorite part of the show, right? When they started talking about Top Gun all the time. It really was. It definitely was. Oh man, worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best part of this is you watched the episode the night before, and as soon as they mentioned Top Gun, I fucking text you as. So quick. I was like, this is one of your favorite persons. The show, they made Top Gun references, so it's, it's canon in our lives. Completely 100% no more fighting. And that made me happy for the week. Yeah, and my response was, fuck you, and it still stands. That's not nice. That's not nice, bro. <laughs> um, so, back half. Uh, we got... Uh, Basically, the resolution of all the plot points from the rest of the season. We got through the Kingpin arc, and we got some sweet ninja action. Some fucking really sweet ninja action. Um, uh, basically, the first one back into this half was they introduced Stick, who trained oh, yeah. him when he younger. That was pretty fucking groovy. Um... Just because it, it came to that point where it's like, well, how the fuck did he learn all this shit? And they didn't show much other than him just getting his ass handed to him over and over and trying to find ways out of 
getting his ass handed to him, which I thought was fucking awesome. They ruined his apartment and fucking killed the kid. (laughs) And, like, I think, to your point of him getting his ass handed to him over and over, is a recurring theme in the show. Because by that end of the season, he is so fucked up. It's crazy. He was ragged for this whole last, last half. And, like, when that last episode hit, I was like, that guy is fucking ready to fall apart. Like, how he was standing was a testament to how good the show is. Just him and taking on that role fully head on. Uh, after the stick fight, you immediately get into Foggy finding out about Daredevil. Um, yes. Which is and, canon in the books. Foggy's known for a while. Okay. So, so is that like everybody that knows is basically Claire, Foggy, and him? Uh, in the show, Claire, Claire's kind of like this weird mix-match characters from the books. Um, but I mean, it's it's kind of a joke that everyone knows Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Like at a certain point in that run in the book, everyone fucking knows. They just have no proof. So uh, there is one point where during Bendis. So is it kind of like? Is it kind of like? Um... College humor's fucking Batman, where everybody knows he's Bruce Wayne, and he's just like, oh, I mean, that's Batman over there. And he goes and it's gets basically... on. So there's a there's a part in Bendis's run where he gets outed in the press. Everyone's just like, Matt Murdock is Daredevil. It there you go, headlines. And uh, basically, he's just like, this is slander. I'm going to take these newspapers to court. I am a blind man. And everyone's like, Yo, what's up, Daredevil? And he's like, I'm blind. I'm obviously not Daredevil. And by the end of it, he's just at a costume, fighting ninjas in an alley. No shit's given. FBI's watching him. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, uh, it was weird. Having seen Iron Fist before this one and him not getting his suit, I was really worried that we weren't going to get his outfit. And I mean, considering it was for the... The opening promo shows off his outfit. I was like, when the fuck does he get his outfit? And it doesn't happen to like the last episode, but uh, that reveal but, and him fighting in the black mask was so great because I don't think anybody realized that he's fucking blind and he like he doesn't have fucking eye holes cut in his goddamn mask. Like, yeah, and in that costume is uh, the the black looking costume straight out of. Uh, Miller and Ramita Jr.'s Man Without Fear miniseries. Like, that's when he first started going I out. It was just like that. I think he told me that back when the series originally started, and I just rushed it off because, I mean, I just hadn't watched it up to that point. Um, But, I mean, like, it happened the first time where I originally watched the show, and now this time, like, I just kind of love the black outfit that I'm kind of bummed when he goes full-on superhero Daredevil look. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that helmet looks really strange. And I don't know if it's the way they're filming it, but it kind of looks like it's almost too small. Uh, but like when they showed it off, it just kind of looks a little odd. But his, the rest of the suit looks awesome. And like when he breaks into the pod, I, I, I do... I do think the suit looks better in season two, so. Um, um, we have a ninja fight where fucking Kingpin is revealed to have the, just a master statistician. 
like of he, course he, is. he figured that it was going to be a suicide mission going up against him. And to see Nobu take on the ninja outfit and just fucking be a real fucking ninja. I was like, I mean, I kind of wanted to root for both of them. I was like, well, don't care, kill off the main character. But they fucking showed up and he's half fucking falling apart, basically, from cuts every fucking where. Just mental. That yeah. whole fight. But it, but it just has that great part where... Matt's like, I'm going to kill you. And Kingman's like, take your shot. And lets him do it. And then just beats the ever-loving piss out of him. Oh, man. Fucking, those pummels to the face is like, I mean, it was like a good run. Like the pummels? Yeah, yeah. We had, I was like, we had a good run, Murdoch. I hope somebody takes up your post and like, does it pretty well, too. But, like, ah, that fight was brutal as shit. Then they fucking and aim up like- to fucking shoot him. And what? Oh, I was going to say, like, that's a pretty well uh, a descriptor for that show. It's just brutal. Like, everything in that show is no pulls punched. There are no punches pulled. You know, they go and, for like, it. They show the ninja fight over the whole episode, and it's like, I think they cut back to it three times, and, like, he just gets more and more bloody. I That middle part where he's just fucking getting cut apart by that fucking throwing weapon. I don't know what it's called, but, like, just getting absolutely shredded. And, like, they show, like, deep lacerations in, like, his fucking ribs and shit. It's like, fuck. And then fucking... And it also works. And that also ties into then there's really no action for the next two episodes because he's so fucked up he can't go out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that leads into kind of... Uh, you know, the splintering and the backstabbing and the falling apart of the criminal empire when, you know, Gao and Owlsey decided to try and go against Kingpin, in a sense. Uh, and they made a mistake. It was a big mystery for a good two episodes. Man, fucking Kingpin is not somebody I would ever cross. Like, I'd be like, fucking, what what do you want done? Because I'm fucking, I don't want to get hit in the face by you. Like, uh, I I know it it's unfair because these shows have thirteen hours as opposed to the two and a half of a movie, but these villains are so much better in the shows because they're allowed to breathe. But like, Kingpin's such a great villain. He's so Dude, good. They, they show his honestly in the MCU, he's second favorite only to Loki, just because I love Loki so much. But like, fucking, if I. It's real tough because Kingpin's really fucking shown so well in this first season. And it's crazy. Like, I really thought they were going to kill him off. And I was so sad. But, like, when they went to try and capture him, I was like, fuck. But, like, even when he had that final showdown, I was like, is he going to really fucking kill him? Because he's been talking about killing him for the last three episodes. And, like, could definitely see it happening, but... And I think that's where you get the difference in, like, a character of Daredevil between him and, like, Batman. Batman's so morally uptight and righteous, you know he'll never cross that line. But fucking Murdoch's one bad day away from killing everybody. You know, like, it's just... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, but fucking Kingpin's progression, like, you kind of feel for him for the first half. Like, he really just wants to make the city better, but as soon as his 
fucking woman gets poisoned, like, all bets are fucking off. Like, he fucking is waiting for the hospital for her to wake up and shit, and like, you know what? I'm tired of fucking with the city. I'm just, we're gonna wreck it fucking Gorilla Punch style. And like, he, he, he reaches that point in the final episode when he's getting, when he's in chains and getting pulled away, you know, he's like, tells that the parable from the Bible and, you know, he's in the end, he's like, I'm not the good Samaritan or the traveler. I'm the ill intent of man and you're in my way. Dude, you know, like, such a, like the fucking monologues he got were just incredibly intimidating. Just fucking maddening. It was crazy. Um, and then the whole Wesley, how that played out, like they found Kingpin's mom and like, I, as soon as they, went to the old person's home and like she was like kind of holding Ben toward I was like, did they find his mom? And then they did. I was like, it's gonna be no well that's how they killed her off in the show, but like <laughs> Like how we'll get to the next point, but like how chilling is that when Europe goes home and Kingpin's just there? Dude and then <sighs> You just get the sense if Kingpin shows up Fucking heads are going to roll almost literally every fucking time. Yeah, and you know, Yurik's trying to do, Yurik's doing the, you know, like, I've been threatened before, and he's just like, but you brought my mom into it. I'm not here to threaten you. I'm here to fucking kill you. You know, you went too far. And that sucks, because Ben Yurik is such a great character in the comics, and I hate that they killed him off. Like, that was something I did not. um, Like, that was probably the most surprising part is that just fucking Kingpin just basically dismantling him in his fucking place, like, fucking wicked as fuck. Uh, did he find out that Leland poisoned uh, his wife? Yeah, that's why he throws him down the elevator shaft. Oh, that's right, that's right. I was trying to remember if they had killed him, but I was like, yeah. Um, which surprised me because I figured he'd go after Madame Gao, too, knowing how the hand can fucking revive people or whatever, but then fucking Murdoch squares off against her, and the fucking, you see her full force from fucking Iron Fist, and it's like, shit. And then she takes off, and it's like, well, that makes a lot more sense, though. Um, yeah, where, you know, like, if you'd watched, you know, like I said, you watched Iron Fist first, so you knew she was in the hand and all this, whereas they definitely hint around things in this show. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. This fucking first season of Daredevil is beautiful. It's going to be weird going forward with the next shows because I'm pretty. This is the best one of the series, right? This first season. Well, I'll say this: I I hold it higher because I love Daredevil. So, but like Jessica Jones is really good. Um, it it probably should be like three episodes shorter because there's some shit we'll we'll talk about when we start watching it. But uh, I love Jessica Jones. Uh, real excited to start it again, and it has a super strong villain as well. So, fuck yeah, I'm fucking. Uh, he's fucking psycho or uh, messes with psychosis, right? Uh, it's the Purple Man. He has mind control. Okay, I'm, I'm so, fucking ready for it. This is the shit. Um. So. Uh, yeah, Daredevil is great. Um, do you now see why I love this character so much? 
For sure. Last week, I I guess two weeks ago, I didn't give two shits about Daredevil, but like easily one of my favorites of the MCU just right now. Um, just because he feels like a Batman-style character with no money, which makes him even more... Uh, I don't know, vicious or like a caged animal uh, just because he doesn't have that outlet to like just throw money at a situation if he needs to. Like, um, the yeah, fucking wolf you know, like, running on the fucking roofs and shit. Like, there was a real physical element to the show that I just fell in love with. Like, everything you know, felt real. It does. Uh, you know, like, literally when him and Foggy have that big blow up. And Foggy's like, where do you find this shit? And he's like, I just buy it off the internet. You know, it's just fucking knee pads and black t-shirt. <laughs> and uh, and it's it's a theme they come to a lot and they'll bring up in season two, too, where, like, there is a part of him that just likes beating the shit out of people. Like, just putting that aggression back out there. Like, uh, when, he, when he recalls to Foggy the first time he ever went out after the guy who was raping his daughter, and he just beats them fuck out of that guy you know and you can tell he likes it so there's that edge to it I mean he's got that it it feels he says this a lot that that he has the devil in him but like he really does a good job of portraying like that viciousness inside of him that he tries reining in but at some point like he's just he can't hold on to it any longer because he's fucking exhausted and doing all this shit and holding down that daytime job and all this other shit. Like, fuck, incredibly strong character going into my books now. It's like, fuck, now I've got to read comics and business and shit. Like, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, there's really not a bad Daredevil run. Just grab a fucking book and read. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, two weeks we'll be done with Jessica Jones and then back to Daredevil. So we'll see how you feel coming into two. Fucking, I'm ready for it. Like, next two weeks, uh, fucking July is just going to be packed. Yeah. I was looking at fucking movies that are coming out, plus we're doing these uh, Netflix shows. Like, it's going to be a good fucking, good month and a half for shows. Yeah, no, so, yeah, because what, uh, Homecoming comes out, Valerian comes out, um, Atomic Blonde, Yes. Uh, apes. Yeah. You have to watch the first two still, don't you? Do it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll I, have I, an eight in a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a couple more. I can't think of them just right now off the top of my head, but like, fucking packed. Yeah, it's packed. And then, we got that plus Game of Thrones starting again. Like, it's going to be. Motherfucker. Plus. plus that's all the shit for the show. Plus, I'm still trying to watch, like, Preacher and the stuff I watch. That's not <laughs> it. And, like, yeah, it's getting messy, but, like, I'm enjoying every bit of it, so. No, I am. It's pushing me to watch shit I wouldn't, you know, like, watch. So and it's I, cool. I think you were enjoying da- watching Daredevil, again, seeing all the stuff that they've picked up through the seasons, right? I mean, I think when we started this, you said that you wanted to rewatch daredevil at some point so well because it was like one of our first like two or three episodes was the week iron fist dropped. oh yeah, yeah. So iron fist. we binged it and that's when i found out you had never watched them and i was literally just like give me another reason to watch daredevil again come on just, just give me a reason 
I'm so glad that I did because it's a fucking badass show. So if you haven't watched Daredevil, fucking watch season one for sure. Um, next we have Okja. 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 Uh, Super Pig. Super Pig. Um, if I recall, um, Neil has a post up on Comic Book Black. Uh, describes this movie coming out. Uh, I believe it was one of the films that went to Cannes this year, and they saw the Netflix fucking banner come across. Instantly booed. Um, I think at the end of the movie it had a standing ovation for like four minutes, though. So it it it's weird that people are so uh, dismissive of Netflix, yet like Manchester by the Sea last year was released by Amazon, yet everyone ate that shit up. Like, I, I don't get the... And did you just hear a gush about fucking Daredevil for a half hour? Like, <laughs> they're doing some right shit. Like, I really don't care who... If there are filmmakers out there, excuse me, who have a vision and are going to do things differently, who gives a shit who's giving them money to let me get to see this? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, on one hand, you know, fuck Netflix for giving Adam Sandler the fucking weatherall to do whatever he wants. But the money they make yeah. off him, they can throw towards stuff like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, that said, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the movie. It's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I see what they were trying to do. I see why he couldn't get one of the bigger studios. I mean, that third act is real hard to... There's some real... Real, I don't know, vicious fucking well, I'm not entirely sure what that movie is, where, where the point of view is in this movie. Like, I don't know where they're trying to get to. Um, it's obviously deriding, you know, uh, animal cruelty and the way we farm stuff to get meat. But it's also taken apart, like, the ALFs and these you know, the left-winger liberals trying to save animals. I, I really don't know where it's trying, where its message is. Um, yeah, yeah, it really just felt like a lot of uh, stitched together things that he, he almost had too much to say, so he tried to make a narrative out of it, but kind of, I don't know. When you see the opening act and they have 26 of the pigs that they're sending out to the world to raise for 10 years, it's like, well, of course they're going to slaughter them. Like, why wouldn't you? I mean, basically livestock, so... Out of the game, yeah. you know that this pig's probably going to get killed. Um, but but then it spends 20 minutes giving you poop jokes. Like, it really... That fucking 10 minutes following that, where you just follow him around and he's just fucking around in the forest, like, there's some real fucking heartwarming moments. Uh, but there's also fucking poop jokes and like just a ridiculous couple chase scenes. Um, it I, it really felt like it was trying to do too much, um, and it just couldn't you know get traction. Like looking back at all of this dude's film, I'm not gonna try and butcher his name, South Korean director. Uh, oh, he's the dude awful. that made the host, right? He did host and he did Snowpiercer. And oh yeah. And like, that's, he obviously has a vision. I think he's a great, like, technical director. Like, what he puts out there works. And he can obviously get emotions and work with effects. 
but like his movies all have this tonal whiplash that jumps mm-hmm. around. Uh, yeah, and I, I, like- I think I, I can't remember host because it's been a fucking decade, but um, Snowpiercer felt very much like this, where it, it I think it tries giving the watcher just enough information so they can make their own fucking uh, thoughts and processes of what's happening and what they're trying to talk about. So he never really gives a clear point to anything. And I mean, Snowpiercer, I really love because it was just this fucking madness, like post-apocalyptic nutshell. I'm, I'm not going to talk about Snowpiercer because I'm apparently the one person who doesn't like that movie. You can talk about it. It's fine. It's a safe space. Now. <laughs> I like when Chris Evans is like, I know what baby tastes like because I eat babies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Let's not talk about Snowpiercer. I'm into it. Fuck that. I mean, it's. I, I thought it had some cool concepts, but a lot of that it just do not want to go and revisit thinking about. So, uh, no, Okja, I, I liked I, it. I I feel like that's indicative of all his movies, and that's my problem with like grabbing onto them in any way. Like they're just too tonally mismatchy, and there's stuff I love in all of them, and there's stuff I really just like don't give a shit about. So I yeah, can't. See, I think. But I'll, I think that's anything he does. You know, like I'm yeah. never gonna be like, I'm not because he does interesting, different things. It's not the same stuff. To fucking Jake Gyllenhaal in that fucking movie was bonkers. What? Bonkers, fucking crazy. Oh man. Like he I showed don't... up and it was like I don't know if he was trying to play like a zanier Steve Irwin, but. Just ludicrous. Every time he showed up, I was like, here we fucking go. Like, put on clown hats and let's fucking roll. Like, I honestly feel like he got snubbed for, like, his Nightcrawler performance of the Oscars. He's like, fuck you guys. I'm just going to go do something crazy. No, no, no. So, when they introduced him in, like, the opening monologue, whatever, um, and he was, like, the Steve Irwin character, not zany yet. I was like, oh, well, maybe he tried toning it back from fucking Nightcrawler and, like, the shit he's done recently. I was like, let's give it. As soon as he climbed up that mountain, bad shit insane. Just bad shit fucking insane. Loved it. And, like, I'm not the only one, right? There was half a second where he thought he was going to fuck that pig. Like, I mean, come on. Uh, I don't want to agree, when but... He's like, when he brought, like, two pigs out? Yeah, and he's all like, I'm an animal lover, and he's right by its ass, and he's all drunk, and, it's, and he's talking about how women are demasculating him. Like, there's a thought where you're like, he's gonna fuck that pig. It's gonna happen. And there's some real fucking just outlandish scenes that, um, like you said, I'll see whatever he makes just because he has those wild concepts that, like, even if the movie as a whole isn't necessarily a, a great movie, like, he's going to have those moments that, like, he's taking chances within the movie that I appreciate, so. Yes. Yeah. Worth watching. It's on Netflix, so check it out. Yeah. Now, let's talk about some Shaun of the Dead. Because it's, fu- it's fresh on my mind, and I fucking absolutely fell in love with it all over again. I, that's a movie that I can watch whenever. Yeah, they, I oh, yeah, love that. For sure. um, um, like, 
when that movie got announced, I was immediately against it. I was like, look at these twee hipster motherfuckers making Shaun of the Dead. Their movie's a pun on Dawn of the Dead. Fuck these guys. Because no one knew who these people were yet. Outside of UK. You know, you couldn't find space in America at the time. So these were relative unknowns. Trailer came out and I was like, oh, that, that looks good. Um, I Again, we're, we're in Iowa. We're in the Midwest. I had to drive to Omaha to see that movie. So I crossed into another state to see it opening night. And I loved it. And I will watch anything any of these guys do, no matter how terrible Dude, it might be. Simon Pegg and uh, Nicholas Frost. I feel like their relationship is very indicative of our relationship. So it's like, it's, I just placed us in those roles. So it's just so great. And this was no exception. Like, we lived together. Like, we fucking. I remember times that we had. Like, we didn't have zombies out in the fucking garden because we never had a garden, but. I could definitely see us wrecking a shit just to fucking find a cricket bat and a fucking shovel. And we probably would have needed to in the bad neighborhood we lived in. <laughs> Listen, our neighborhood was awesome. Listen, they stole it was, our... It was all right off. <laughs> they stole our push mower from us. Yeah, not but the push, neighbor... Not threw it in a truck, they ran down the street with a push mower pushing it. They ran under train trestle, and at that point, we're like, fuck it, they can have it. It's their mower now. Um, our redneck neighbor would start his Ford truck at fucking 7 o'clock in the morning and rev it for a good 10 minutes. Blaring uh, Metallica yelling at his wife. It was like, white trash the box. And I was like, cheers to you. Because they never woke me up. I was sleeping on the other side of the fucking house. I was usually up every time. <laughs> I was either drunk or at work or both, so that's fair. You know, that's like, fair. It was it was the place where I was out smoking out front, and a guy just came up and offered me ice. Just <laughs> good times, good fucking times. Um, anyway, back to back to Shaun of the Dead. Um, it I noticed things in Baby Driver that he had started way back then, like the. Uh, when there would be motion and there would be a song playing and he would time the action to the song beat. Uh, was this one? It Was this his first movie? Yeah, this was his first film. Okay. Um, I picked up on that immediately because I saw baby driver twice this last weekend. So like it real fresh in my mind. Yeah. But like that opening sequence where he has that boring day, this mundane life and like, makes things exciting just by doing jump cuts of him washing his fucking hands or like just fucking putting on a shirt like just ludicrous and then you get to the day where the zombies are everywhere and like it's so beautifully mirrored that this it, so it's uh, there's not a time where you couldn't walk me into a room without knowledge and have an Edgar Wright movie playing in the background, and I wouldn't immediately know it's an Edgar Wright movie. He is such a distinctive filmmaker that you can just immediately tell. And it's stuff like that. It's the way he he, he frames things and cues action. And I don't think there's anyone who can cut to a reaction shot and get a bigger laugh from me than Edgar Wright. Because there's just no, like, oh, it's yeah. so great. <laughs> I completely you know, forgot it was, like, a British film, and so I watched it with my parents today, and that first cut that got cut loose, I was like, oh, 
it's a British film. They're going to say that a lot. And the cuts and swats were playing Ravenly. So good. It is, uh, it's just, and you know, like you can talk about, excuse me, how you could see the action being scored to the soundtrack. But you know, there's that shot the first day of the zombie apocalypse. And he goes to the store to get the Cornettos and comes back and the zombies are all in the background or whatever. That's all one continuous take. One shot of him doing it all. Yeah. And the second the second scene of Baby Driver is Baby getting coffee in one full take. And just to see not that there's one that's better than the other, but you can see the visual acumen and the directorial skill that went into Baby Driver is just a thousand times more than what it was at Sean. Oh yeah. Um, so, see Shaun of the Dead if you haven't, because I don't know why you haven't at this point. Um, oh, it's a, I know it's only, like, ten years old, but it's classic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you start talking about Baby Driver. Okay, so, I, I can expose my love of, uh, uh, Edgar Wright all day. Um, I, I love Sean. Hot Fuzz, I think, is one of the funniest movies ever made. Uh, World's End, I feel, was kind of underviewed. No one ever really talks about it, but it's great. I um, love the whole trilogy. Like, I think uh, End of the World's probably my favorite. Uh, three. I love that they flip the, di- the dynamic, and fucking Frost gets to play the straight man, and Peg gets to be the crazy one, and it really shakes that up. Um, it kind of, it, it feels like this whole trilogy, you can just flip it on its head and, like, watch it from one side or the other just because of that dynamic. I feel like they're both playing that in Hot Fuzz, so, like, them having a spotlight in each one of these shows it off really well. Um, I'll, any day of the week, I'll watch Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I'll, I'll, any, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, I understand that's a movie full of terrible hipsters that are terrible people, but I fucking love it. It's so, it might be the most kinetic movie I've ever seen. Just the way everything moves is amazing. So I, I walked into baby driver. Did you, did you, did you reach, um, Scott Pilgrim before seeing the movie? I, I had read the first three books, but I never finished it. I, and I still have them. So, um, but yeah, like I said last week, Baby Driver was my most anticipated movie of the year. Couldn't be higher. And I was underwhelmed. God damn it. I was so expecting you to be like, yes, lived up to the fucking hype. It was so great. Blah, blah, blah. I so I could be like, it fell short. It fell totally short. God damn it. I wanted to. It's not there. There is... I haven't been able to put my tongue on it yet, uh, but there is a fundamental flaw in that script somewhere where I just cannot buy into it. Um, It's great. On a technical level, it's amazing. That first Mm -hmm. 20 minutes is some of the greatest filmmaking you're ever going to see. I think that's the problem. It blows its load way too fucking early, and it just kind of fucking goes down after that. um, the, The way... The entire movie is scored to the soundtrack is jaw-dropping. Like, there's so much time put into that. It's ridiculous. Those first two songs play their full length. Uh, You have the heist scene, 
Uh, and then you have him, the one shot of him walking to coffee. Uh, also, did you watch the, uh, did you notice the song lyrics on the wall, like, as he went? Yeah, it says, yeah, 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 okay. And it matches. And it was that's just over the first time when it when he walked past the second time? Yeah, I was laughing so hard at that, because it's just a great visual cue that I don't know how many people caught. I mean, I hope it's there, but a lot of people don't look into the background of things, and that's where a lot of that is. I think I caught it halfway through uh, that first time I watched it, and, like, definitely went in paying attention the second time. Um, they, they, made, they made a fatal error in that they only played about 20 seconds of Radar Love, and that was just unacceptable. Dude, listen, those first two songs played the full length. Every other fucking song got neutered to fucking hell. Like, to the point where they listed fucking Gwen Stefani bananas, and all they did was say a fucking lyric from it. And, like, it upsets me that more songs weren't played to their entirety, or even half entirety, but, like, it really just hit the chorus and fucking moved on. There was one, there was a bit where it was just fucking rapid fire, like, three or four or five songs. Yeah, but it also, like, you can tell they were meant to be scored to that specific spot. It's true. Uh, but it's just so rote like I wanted so much more from an Edgar Wright screenplay and this is just a very substandard heist movie the characters are flat um, I think it really it really showed up most of the good parts in the trailer and then after it gets past the first 20 minutes it's like well, you really don't know what to expect and what's coming up, and um, I don't, I don't think I I don't think it's a bad movie. I just no. think that there's some something missing that I can't connect with it. This, there. this is how I came to understand how you felt about Guardians. It's not a great movie, but it's a good movie. Definitely worth throwing down some money and seeing it in theaters for. Um, like, that first like, time I saw it, I was, I, I hit the same moment you are and like, there's something off. And then you, you text me, I think Friday and you were like, I really want to talk about baby driver. I was like, keep a cap on it. I don't want to hear a fucking word. And I, I thought you loved it so much that I was like, I think I just fucking missed something. So I had to see it again. And I was like, no, there's some flaws. <laughs> no. And like, I almost went saw it again today, but I took a nap instead. But I was like, I, there's, I'm missing something. And I threw that text to you because I was like, I was like, I, look, is there something wrong with me or is it the movie? And uh, so I text my one of my other roommate, old roommates, Brett. And I was just like, you've seen Baby Driver yet? And he's like, catch it this weekend. I was like, I need to talk about it. I'm not saying anything because I don't want to color your opinion. Let me know when you've seen it. And he's like, hey, I saw it. And I was like, completely underwhelmed he's like yeah there's something wrong with it so it's not i i don't know if it's just people being i feel like when they got to that third act there were just too many roosters in the hen house that they had way too many big characters just butting heads with each other and like that just wasn't working like they wanted it to and i'm gonna i i i love Love, love, love John Hamm. I think he is underrated and people don't use him enough and he should be bigger than he is. Woefully miscast. I do not buy yeah, him as his sure. character at all. 
and that the third act hinges on him kind of makes it fall apart. Yeah. I think they really needed maybe two minute sections of fucking bats doing some hardcore detective, like figuring out who shit people are on the heist with them. Um, because you know, he would go to any limits to make sure he was protected. Um, and then if you did another section where John Hams in fucking stockbroker life style, and like he does this for the sport is drug habit. Like I feel if they would have just filled those characters out just a little bit more, it would have worked a hell of a lot better. Um, I, I do think, um, the kid playing baby is super charming. Just like effortlessly so. Uh, that fucking Han Solo jacket. Come on. Tell yeah, me I love it. Han Solo. But uh, he he was one of the front runners to play Han Solo in the young Han Solo movie, but lost out. Um, he's in your favorite movie ever, right? The Fault in Our Stars. Uh, first of all, it's not my favorite movie ever. It's a great movie, but it's. Yeah, he's in that. <laughs> it was uh, weird seeing him play the kid that dies from cancer to playing the kid with tinnitus that just drives really well and they never really explained it. But Well, you don't have to. Like, you know Dom Toretto's going to drive well. You don't need it explained, yeah? It's true, but he's still so very young that they talk about him being in ice like 10 years ago and it's like, <laughs> like, I, I, like, there's no way that kid drove that well to, I don't know. There's just really off, odd moments. It's heightened. Like, um, but I love that, like, he does have a background in dance, and you can see it in the way he moves. And you can see it when he's driving the car, and, move, like, just the way he moves is fluid. And it's not cut to shit, like, those... As much as I enjoy them, the Fast and the Furious movies are cut to shit, and you don't buy that they're doing anything. <laughs> so now that fucking Fate of the Furious is out, I just see everybody like shredding on it. Like, are we shredded on it? I was like, you guys could have been shredded on it like four or five months earlier, like maybe two yeah, months. You yeah, you could. Yeah, why you have to wait? That eight is a real mess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I wish they would have given more uh, driving scenes. Like I said, that first high scene is the biggest one of them, and like it just goes down from there. I guess the running chase is a little bit better, but I don't know. I, I feel like the three big action sequences are good. There's the one with like the Marine chasing them after the one highest, <laughs> the opening scene, which is one of, like I said, that first... 20, 30 minutes is some of the coolest stuff you'll see in the cinema this year, but there's just no payoff to it. Yeah. I it's, think it, it came in It came in when Spacey helped him out. It's, that was just too odd and hard to connect just because he had a girlfriend. Yeah, it's out of nowhere, considering three scenes ago he was saying he was going to break his legs and kill everyone he loves. Then I was feel, gonna... I feel if if he would have showed up to his lair and his fucking tape would have been just sitting on the table with a note that said good luck and he wasn't fucking anywhere to be seen, I think that movie would have worked so much better. But it's that yeah, act it, where he tries helping out for no reason because he's been fucking using him in criminal activity for the last decade that, I don't know. 
Yeah. And then, yeah. and then the whole end scene where it he shows him in prison and shit like that is just unnecessary. Yeah, it's it. I I don't know. It's I agree. It's probably Wright's worst movie, but it's still better than ninety yeah. percent of stuff you're gonna catch. I just didn't connect to it the way I wanted to. Like yeah. coming from something where like I love him as a filmmaker, and I feel like all his films are great. And he does something better behind the camera every time. Hold on a second. I gotta return the list. In what fucking world can you get away with stealing fucking money orders? They're all numbered, and they would just be able to fucking zip those out of fucking existence. I don't know. Maybe money orders work different in the UK. No, there's no way. It's it's just like a fucking check blank. They're all numbered, and like you could just be like, oh, well, this shit was stolen. They're null and void. I don't know. So, just let it go, man. <laughs> <laughs> just little odd moments like that, but like, I enjoyed it. I saw it twice, so I must have had enjoyed it a little. <laughs> like, there's something there, and obviously, it's connecting with people. Like, uh, number two, it obviously wasn't going to get higher than Despicable Me. Uh, number two, it's Edgar Wright's biggest opening ever. It's literally. I think it's like four million away from being his highest grossing theatrical movie already. Like there's something there. I don't know if it's I you know, it's if it is Jamie Foxx and Kevin Spacey and those guys being in a movie as opposed to people being like, Oh, it's like you know, like me. They're like, Oh, it's a new Edgar Wright movie, I don't I don't care who's in it. But maybe I do. Maybe I just want him to make movies with Nick Frost and Sean Simon Pegg and do nothing else you, ever. Uh, that's listen. If he announces one movie with them, I'm fucking there. I'm opening day, fucking probably two or three times if I can that first day. Because I love those three. Um, do you think there's a little bit of it that are trying to prove him as a good director that just went and saw it just because he got dropped off of Ant Man or at least I don't know that, Ant-Man? Like I think. Admittedly, I don't know. Um, I do think there's probably a part of the filmmaking itself that was him saying fuck you to Marvel. Like, I lost eight years of my life working on your movie, and now I'm going to go show you what I can do with action. Um, I do think it's... Maybe it's subliminal and I'm picking up on shit that's not there, but uh, the U.S. Pinewood Studios, where Marvel shoots all of their movies, is in Atlanta. And then he sets this movie and films it in Atlanta. And, you know, like, I think there's something there. There has to be. But I'm looking forward to seeing that on DVD release and fucking him commentating. Well, just like, you know, you know what? Fuck Marvel. And I'm like, tomorrow with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, good, good shit. Go watch them all. Tell us what you think and whatnot. Uh, so next week, first half of Jessica Jones. Yep. First six. We'll do six again. Six. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, obviously. Fuck yes. <laughs> so excited. I'm excited. I think this will probably be the first Spider-Man movie I enjoy. I didn't. I did. I, I did like the amazing Spider-Mans, but not. What? Whoa. I like the technical one where he he fucking built his web slingers and shit. That first one was good. That second one's a real mess. But still liked him more than that first trilogy. 
Nope. We'll st- we'll discuss this next week. It's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this because I think him coming under MCU. I think will make the character I want to see in the one that you've been waiting for. Yeah, I'm super excited. Like, and, and now that the word of mouth is coming out, embargoes are lifting, and people are like, no, it's good. Like, it's really good. I'm so excited. I I have seen people like um, that have seen the movie. They haven't given any fucking commentary on it. They just like avoid the fucking last trailer avoid the fucking this and that, and I'm like, fucking, all right, whatever, man. I haven't read it. All, all I know for sure is there's two after-the-credit scenes, and they said that one of them is so great that Marvel should never do after-credit scenes again. Um, I've seen multiple people say that, so. Nice. Nice. Um, so then, uh, oh, I forgot to say, Blood Drive's still kicking ass. Last week was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited about this week just because um, ah, we'll talk about it next week. But uh, yeah, it's still that grindhouse pulpy feel that I fucking am really enjoying. This last one was kind of homage to uh, Carpenter, and like you really okay. see it in a few shots. So plus yeah. the fucking car got nos from like zombie blood type thing. But it's no. so it was even more over the top ridiculous. I was like, yeah, I'm in. Fuck yeah, I'm in. So this week they're trying to save her sister from a mental hospital, and uh, we'll see how crazy things get this week. Do you see how much I care? Not, not at I all. I know you care a lot, and I know you're gonna catch up on the season. So I'm excited. Maybe someday. Uh, <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to throw in? Yeah, I, I, oh. I think uh, I might see the house. What? I, I think I might see the house, the one with the. No, Bell. I heard it so bad. I heard it so bad. I really want to see the stoner from Baywatch, what he contributes to this uh, underground gambling ring. Sure. Uh, no, I'm going to throw in um, a movie on Netflix called We Are the Greatest. We Are the Greatest? Yep. What's it about? I feel, I feel uh, thematically. I I feel thematically, it's going to fit between what we're watching next week of Jessica and Spider Man. Right on. And for a wild card, we're going to throw Castlevania in there too. Wait, is that coming out? That's this weekend. Oh. On the set, the Castlevania anime series comes out. Do you know I've never played a Castlevania? Well, that's foolish. But hopefully, I've never this movie played makes that. What? What? What do you even mean? I'm, I've never, I've never played Zelda or Castlevania, so whatever. Get out of here! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm hoping. I hope the series makes you want to play a game. Uh, it's really one from my childhood, so like, and plus the series. I know how much you love anime, so I really wanted to do it for that case. True, but I mean, Warren Ellis wrote it, man, and he's... I like, like, one thing he's ever done, so... Oh, come on. Give us a little... I'll try an episode. We'll start there. Fair enough. I'm sure I'll be binging it again, so... How many is it? 
That I can't tell you. I want to say to God, like that. Okay. Well, okay, let's... We'll talk. Okay, we'll go there. <laughs> That's fair. But make sure uh, you watch those other three for sure if you yeah. want to be involved in the discussion. Please, Which... join our discussion. Woo! Um, yeah, so watch all that shit that we watched this week. Tell us your thoughts. Watch all the shit we watch for next week. Come back, have a drink with us. All that good stuff. All good stuff. I'm excited about Jesper Jones. So. You should be. It's really good. And David Tennant's in it, and I love him so much. The hair. Oh, I love his hair. And on that note, I suppose we'll be ending for the night. Cheers. Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> Pineapple. <laughs>